0: Welcome everyone to episode thirteen of Beers of the Round Table.
1: Ooh, thirteen, yeah. spooky.
0: When we just missed Friday the thirteenth, and we're all kicking ourselves. If you're watching us on Facebook, you will notice that we now have multiple camera angles. Two count them. Two, <laughs> two, <cameras. laughs> two camera angles, which is twice as many as we had before. <laughs> Very but true. but a, a lot less degrees, I, I think
2: It's okay, it's okay You know what, even if it's just 90 degrees, man At least it's it's steady, it's predictable It's predictable <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alright, so let's go ahead and um, crack into our beer This week we are drinking um, Bell's Oktoberfest Is this uh, a twist off? I, 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 I it is not it. a twist off We can pass, all, pass around the, uh, the bottle opener yeah. You
2: guys can team. hear Four cracks this week
3: <laughs> I have my own though
2: I don't feel like reaching into my pockets. <laughs> uh, uh. Oh my God, Scott, you have your own alcoholic, you.
0: All right, let me let me see if we can get this. Oh yeah, look at that, perfect. Perfect pour, right there. Every time. So, on our live stream, you can actually see see the bottle. It's it's perfectly framed. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, it's Oktoberfest season, which means
3: <laughs> which means <It> means <laughs> we have a nice orange beer.
0: Yes, Marzins abound from all the different breweries.
3: The
2: beer drinkers' pumpkin
0: spice latte. Well, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, <laughs> That's exactly like these did. days. There's a lot of pumpkin beers that come out too. You know, beers with pumpkin in them, beers with pumpkin spice in them. For sure, for
2: sure. But I mean, in general, though, the Marzin was a traditional, you know, Oktoberfest beer. So. Mm-hmm. Definitely, you know the tradition there. It's what the,
1: the
0: norm. It's, it's the German thing. It's the German thing. The too. German thing. <laughs> the Germans. All this right. This is good. This is good. Yeah.
3: I dig it. I mm-hmm. dig it.
0: So uh this week uh I get to hold the topic. Um <laughs> so I want to talk about um smart home devices and it's mm. something that probably going it's gonna become be, be becoming more prevalent as we head into the holiday season. That's yeah. that always seems to be the big push around Christmas time. Last year was a really big thing with um, they were Echoes. selling selling a ton of the Echo Dots. Yeah. Go- Google Home had just come out. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. um, you just got a Nest. I, yeah, I just got a Nest thermostat. We just installed it prior to this this, this podcast, <laughs> um, so that's a lot of fun.
1: Dude, that thing is a space thermostat. I'll tell you what, man,
0: <laughs> it's really cool. Like we 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 set the temperature, and it's like, all right, you'll be at seventy two degrees in about an hour and a half. Like uh, it, uh, nice. it's, uh, <laughs> it's what
2: thermostats should have always been, you know. And that's that's awesome that they're doing that too, because you know, with them like moving towards the smart thermostat systems, especially as it gets hotter and hotter every year, you know, it could help out save electricity by optimizing, you know, I mean, optimal uh, cooling times and heating times. Yeah,
0: because that's like that's the whole thing. Is that um, it's supposed to save you a ton of energy. Um, it's supposed to pay for itself with its energy savings. Right. Yeah. One of its big features is tracking you on your um, tracking your phone. Um, and so when you leave, it will bump your air conditioning up to an eco friendly temperature or bump your heating down to an eco friendly temperature, depending on the, on the season. Definitely. And then using geofencing whenever you're coming back home. It'll figure out when you're coming back home, and it'll set the temperature to your comfortable setting, and by the time you get home, it it, it should be where you'd like it. Right. So uh, you're not wasting your energy by keeping it at a comfortable level when you're not there.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a huge waste that everybody has, too, because not everybody can remember to go ahead and turn off you know, the thermostat, or not everybody wants to do that, especially when you're in Texas. Or, yeah. And you have to wait for it to cool all the way back off. And, I mean, at that point, too, the other thing is, is that you know, you're cranking that thing down whenever you come home. If you turn it off while you're gone and everything like that, and yeah, it's going to use up even more electricity. Cause it's going to work that much harder to bring it down all that. I mean, that many degrees. How hot mm-hmm. it got.
0: Yeah, especially especially during okay. the summer in Texas. It's um, you know that's. You mean the eleven months of summer? Yeah, <laughs> that's you know that's you where our that's, 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 that's where that all of our energy goes. Um, but like another big thing I wanted to talk about with the smart home thing, not just thermostats, um, but. Google just had a big product uh, reveal recently and one of the things that they came out with was the Google Home Mini, which I really, I'm, I'm really liking it. I, I want to get one because uh, it's a big competitor to the, the Echo Dot, Echo Dot yeah. which um, I'm starting to get a little tired of because it, it just kind of decides to turn on when it's not supposed mm-hmm. to, when I'm not talking to it.
1: I knew it was just a matter of time before Google came out with like a better version. Yeah, person, you know? yeah,
0: because it's the same price point. Um Actually, Amazon, the Echo Dots are 45 right now uh, for a limited time, and I think it's just trying to answer Google. Absolutely.
2: (laughs) Well, man, a lot of people have Android phones, and if you already have an Android phone or if you already have a Chromecast, Chromecasts are pretty popular, you know, little streaming sticks. It's like, man, why go with an Amazon Echo I mean Google just is the logical choice keep it all Google or keep it all Apple you, know? yeah, you don't it up with this yeah. third party crap.
0: because like I originally went with the Amazon Echo because it was more compatible with some smart devices because uh, I had just put in the Hue lights, yeah, and it was more compatible with that. Google hadn't quite gotten up to that yet, but I, I know they have that kind of control now. Mm-hmm. And the way that some people have compared the two is that with the Echo, it's kind of like you're memorizing commands. You know, right. turn these lights on, turn these lights off, you know, that kind of thing. But with um, Google, people have said that it's a little bit easier to have a natural conversation with it, yeah. right, right? which is kind of something that you want with something that's supposed to become connected in your home.
1: Yeah, and that's something well, that Google uh, has been working on Let's but man, Making their uh, natural language, language processing. processing, yeah, just a lot better. Yeah. Well,
2: and they can do that because they drive a lot of their data. And I mean, a lot of their development uh, data comes from uh, the usage of uh, the Google Assistant on your cell phones, on your Android yeah, devices right. and stuff. I actually am curious. Do you guys happen to know if the uh, a- or Google Assistant on Android devices, is that the same as what is loaded onto the Google Home devices?
0: I would assume so. Just because they're
1: supposed to be seamless. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be one and the same. Right. That'd be really cool but, if it is. And yep. it's
0: probably very similar because, I mean, it's the same with, like, Siri. Um Like, all that, uh you know, processing and stuff is done. They take a small recording, send it up to the servers real quick where they process,
3: process the recording. Right. And mm-hmm. then come back down to the device with the interpretation. Mm-hmm. Right. So... Well, Go ahead. I was going to say kind of back on to the talking to it part. Um there's actually been studies with uh, younger kids and the way they talk. Yeah. um to technology and you have to talk very proper to you know, an Alexa or the Google Smart Home and it's just interesting because it, you know, it has no emotions but young kids tend to be like very nice to it and will say thank you and stuff like that <laughs> yeah. just because they know that that input then generates another output. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, they might say like, play, you know, Alexa, play music or whatever. And then...
0: But that's just a matter of time, I think, until they, you know, start getting more used to the...
3: Oh God, no!
0: <laughs> Shut up, Alexa, we're not talking to you. <laughs> Alexa, stop.
3: <laughs> I'm sorry. You're seriously trying to play and- music. I don't even know what music it's playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was just interesting because you know, these younger kids are maybe only like two and a half, three, four. So they're still developing their communications yeah. and they're growing up in an environment where they're communicating with robots.
0: Yeah. And it's, you know, just kind of, I think, you know, just the way that things are changing, times are changing that, um, you know, these kids are growing up with this technology and it's not even going to be something that they have to really think about with us. You know, it's like, Oh You know, we we are raised with the internet, man. Yeah, yeah. it's always us. Like, even with with us, you know, the advent of smart home things are coming through that we're having to learn how to talk to these things, how to interact with it. Right. But with these younger kids, it's something that's just always going to kind of be, um, you know, in their house, you know, part of their lives. It's just going to, you know, be I don't even know how to compare it. It's, you know, something that we grew up with. I mean, I guess with us, it was kind of using computers because computers were like pretty much already in our homes Mm -hmm. by the time that we were little. Uh, so it's, I think it's going to be something similar like that, but um, something I, I wanted to kind of get into with the the new Google home mini that they were talking about is uh, Joseph shared an article with us yep. <laughs> uh, earlier this week. It was talking about how uh, one guy submitted something to Google. that got all the Google home minis nerfed. Mm-hmm. And it was because he was noticing that um, there's a place on Google's website where you can go and view like all the recordings from your Google home. Um, that, that it's listening to you, uh, whenever you activate it. And he was noticing that his was going off like thousands of times a day, mm-hmm. like short little clips. And it was all mm-hmm. these little micro recordings being sent to Google servers. Excuse me. And, uh, he was like, Oh, well, this is, you know, a huge invasion of privacy and all this kind of stuff. And so like, you know, he emails the PR department of Google and, you know, lets them know they come and swap it out. And take it to, like, you know, an undisclosed Google facility to, Google uh, lab. <laughs> to, uh, you know, do some investigation and diagnostic on it. Come to find out, they have a touch sensor on them that you can hold down to activate it rather than activating it with your voice. Right. The touch sensor was faulty It was just going off. Uh, <laughs> <yep>. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, they pushed out an update to all Google Home Minis to, um, turn off the touch sensor. Turn off the touch yeah. sensor. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, none of them have the touch sensor on them. Um,
1: now, from what I understand, this this only really affected the uh, the Google Home Minis that were given out at a certain event.
0: Yeah, but I, I think it's going to go out to all the ones that go out into production initially until they can find out a better longer term. Right. Um, that too. What you may call it?
1: A I solution. think cer- some certain pre-orders I think they've yeah, that's stated the word. Are, are okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, I don't even... That's surprising to me yeah <laughs> that a google uh product would have that kind of you know problem
2: yeah. well i could see that because the thing is that google doesn't do their own uh, manufacturing i mean that's kind of a problem whenever you're dealing with outside entities i mean just in general i mean everybody kind of deals with it i mean that's kind of one of the problems that they're having to deal with you know right now even whenever it comes to manufacturing of like the pixel devices and everything hmm. i think if google could or if they had the resource I'd, well actually now that i think about it not probably not but i was The thing is, is that I don't know if Google would even want to really get into manufacturing, though, even if it did mean an improvement in the quality of their products, just because, I mean, that just opens up another can of worms that you then have to deal with.
0: I'm assuming they don't manufacture them themselves, but I know for a fact that they have their own custom-built servers for them, like their own custom motherboards and everything that are like specific for Google servers.
2: Well, and I mean, the thing is that you could still go to Foxconn and have of them course, do manufacturing, yeah. and that's kind of the issue, too, whereas there are some tech companies, like, I mean, I think Samsung has their own fabrication firms. I think so, yeah. yeah, And They're LG as well. And, and screens,
1: and,
0: yeah. yeah.
2: And that, I mean, that's actually, I think, one of the reasons why LG's still actually staying afloat. I remember reading a story not too long ago where it was like, well, LG's, like, this past year, it was like over 80% of their profits came from non-smartphone um, uh, sources. So. It's probably
1: screen technology for them too. I'd imagine.
2: Well, and I don't know who does the sourcing for uh, iPhone screens now, or the manufacturing for the iPhone. I think screens, it's
1: Samsung.
0: It's either Samsung or Sharp.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was Sharp. I think is what it is because it was Samsung a long time ago. Yeah, or it had been for a while. But uh, yeah, you know, that's that would be that'd be nice if they did actually start manufacturing it in house. Though so they'd have a better, you know, QA. Uh, yeah. I know they do their own design and stuff, which is really good. They've
1: improved their design a lot on For sure. all of their devices. Like the new Pixels, they look cool now. Like,
2: <laughs> dude, I know I was, I know I was getting mad on the group chat, but I,
0: I think I am. <laughs> I think I will. And Zach's like, no, f- the Pixel. I'm not getting it. They took away the headphone jack.
2: <laughs> I was so mad. I, I really was, but I, I think I'm just probably gonna suck it up and not be a little bitch and just buy the
1: damn phone. <laughs> It's just like in the little details they they've done on there, you know. Yeah. It kind of gets me, and the same with the Google Home devices too. Actually, it looks like something
0: from the future. <laughs> they does. did a good job with it. It does. Well, apparently, and uh, something that they were talking about in that article that was revealed, um, they, that Google's code names for their their home devices are pr- pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, so the original Google Home was codenamed the Pineapple. <laughs> 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 and the the Google Home Mini that they just came out with was codenamed The Mushroom. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the That's pretty cool. I like that.
3: Uh, I mean, I think my excitement towards it is I really want to get a um, like full, I guess, speaker system sort of set up yeah. in mm-hmm. my house to where basically no matter which room you're in, Ugh. you can hear the record player Hmm. Or Spotify, whatever we decide to play through it. I mean,
0: Sonos does that. Sonos, Sonos does
3: a great job
2: with it. The thing is, though, is that they will cost... It costs a lot of money to even get those things set Sonos up. Sonos is wireless.
1: Well, I, but what yeah. I was seeing It's was, Wi-Fi, actually. Wi-Fi. Is, um, that's,
3: with the Chromecast audio... You can do it multiple can, Yeah, you can... I think they call it like stitch them together or something like that yeah. and so it will actually stitch together each of your speakers. You you just wow. have to have multiple receivers
0: set up. Right. And
2: yeah. that's that's kind of the that's the trade-off right there. I mean, another thing too is that there's plenty of people who've used Raspberry Pis to accomplish the same mm. task. Yeah. I mean, the key is is that you use your Wi-Fi network to provide that kind of functionality, but that is definitely a cool project to. Yeah. I mean, do Sonos if you, if you do have the money for Sonos though. It's definitely worth it. I mean, they're just great speakers. I mean, they're 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 as good, if not better, than Bose quality, in my opinion. I yep. mean, whenever I saw it, whenever I was working at Best Buy years mm-hmm. ago,
0: yeah. Uh, my parents had some Sonos speakers, oh, and yeah. uh, I think they actually did work out pretty well. Yeah,
2: was that up in the game room
0: where they had that? No, they might have had some up there, but what they what I remember them using them with is they had some set up like in our kitchen den area, and then oh. some in the living room. So we could be, like, you know, doing Pandora and both rooms of the house. Like, if, if they had, like, a family
3: gathering, then you got, like, you know, Pandora going out throughout yeah. the entire house. Yeah, and see, it's kind of what I want it for. It's just, well, mainly I want to be able to play records and hear it. I mean, I can kind of hear it anywhere in the house. Yeah. But yeah. it was after that uh, last barbecue we had at my place where it was, like, we wanted the music outside. Yeah. But yeah. the only thing we could do was open up the window to get it outside. <laughs> And you know next, yeah. I mean, like, back. like Zach seen my dad set up where he has like the outdoor speakers he out there. He ran <laughs> wiring out there. Yeah, too, he, right? he actually ran wire like That's outside awesome. to do outdoor speakers. And, and see, we're, we're
0: yeah, we're we're getting to a point where you don't really have to do that anymore. Wi-Fi yeah. is enough, man. You yeah. don't really need all
2: yeah. that much. You just hook it up to that regular, not the five G. You just you don't because you don't need the five G. Right. You know, you use your regular two point four gigahertz bands. It'll cut through the walls, and you're not even having any device on there. Anyway, so that channel's just free. Yeah. Why not dedicate that for maybe util- utility purposes like you know, uh the smart light bulbs, the the nest system, the wireless speakers. Well at least
0: our sp- smart wife uh, light bulbs have their own bridge, so they're not even on our Wi Fi network. That's oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. They've got their own network.
2: I would love to have a Sonos, though. <laughs> just, <laughs> God, they so Well, just I mean, so what expensive. are their
3: price range for it? Uh,
2: I wanted to say it was like $100 a speaker, if I'm remembering hmm. correctly. Sonos speakers here. I've heard the name. I-, I haven't ever, like, looked into them, though. I think it It looks exactly like a Bose speaker, too. I mean, like... It- like the
3: big, long ones?
0: Oh, yeah. Mm, not like know? the tall ones. Like Wow, yeah. They- they're probably, like, yay big. Okay.
2: They range from... Two fifty and up. So okay. Yeah, because they're
0: like different, you know, qualities. Yeah.
2: You can get a Sonos Play Bar wireless streaming hi-fi Soundbar with wall mounting kit, and it looks like it comes with four
3: extra speakers with it. They had and, them at my old yep. job, and that's and 2, they didn't even use them. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like they had them set up.
0: Yeah. Like they they were like, I think they more use them as sound bars for the TVs. Uh huh. But yeah, they had Sonos speakers. I was like. Oh, here's a good Why? one. Why? Here's a here's a most enterprise grade that's, one. That's just one of the things oh, that dude,
3: companies nice. do is that they'll just spend money on things that they think that they need yeah, because they had the
0: Sono speakers, they had an Xbox One, and a PS4. <laughs> and so.
3: so if you want a Sono system
2: for a multi-room uh, setup. music setup, um, this is an enterprise grade one right here. Uh, it's six Sono speakers. They look like they're probably you know. Like Bluetooth looking speakers, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, with the receiver box, you're gonna run you at one thousand two hundred ninety three dollars, and that is from a, probably an online kind that's of like a penny. Well,
0: that is enterprise grade. I <laughs> yeah. mean, when you're when you're talking about enterprise, you well, you, you got well, money to
3: blow a thousand dollars on a I good it's speaker setup
2: the receiver. It's not that uh, the you can do four yeah. of them for seven ninety six. Yeah. Oh yeah. But
0: But I guess kind of a greater point I wanted to get uh, to with this whole home stuff is you know talking about that article that we were you know talking about with the Google Home Mini, uh, where it this was more I guess kind of an accidental case we hope of (laughs) privacy invasion. Yeah. Um, I mean, what do we think about you know the more connected things that you get into to your home?
3: Well, I mean, this was a big (laughs) problem when uh, connect. You know first started was like well yeah because uh, like, like you yeah, just, people, microsoft as as just installed yeah because you know, they kind like, of like you know,
0: yeah they kind of forced you to have the connect on there and it was always listening so that it could turn on your console right maybe <laughs> 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 but i mean yeah so like you know how like i i guess you know where where do we draw the line between paranoia and actual concern about you know privacy right. invasion in your home with connected devices i mean
1: the tinfoil hats have always been cautious oh of course um, and i mean uh, you have to kind of be a forensic scientist about it a little bit yeah and but that requires skills yeah and, and like you know this this unfortunately guy unfortunately not everyone can look into what is being transmitted over your wi-fi what's like what's going out on yeah.
0: your network but i mean like at least in this case i mean while this guy kind of had i mean i don't think he had like you know a ton of like developer knowledge but he, right. had, he had enough um like he didn't even really do anything like you know looking into console stuff or looking into his router or anything like that he just went to the google provided uh, portal for his Google Home and like you know was digging through there. And it's like, hey, why is it you know waking up so many times? Yeah. <laughs> well,
3: I mean, I'm sure. I mean, I've never owned any of these devices, but I'm sure there's like a light that goes off or something like that when it's actually transmitting. Yeah. He actually yeah. said that there was like you know there's like four little lights on there. Yeah. But like yeah. the the Echo has
0: the light ring that's a lot more noticeable. Uh-huh. But like this one just kind of has four LEDs on the top of it that you could probably not even notice if you're you know.
2: Here's the thing, too, is that you have those devices that where it's like, well, they are. People are getting concerned about that kind of stuff. Um, you know, about uh, having their conversations listening on, and you know, their TVs listening to them and all that other stuff. Well, especially have-
0: since all the smart home things now do uh, calls. Yeah, oh. I mean i i would I would never use it myself for calls, mm-hmm. but because it feels it feels like you're going back to a landline, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> and like you know, it's it's too much and like I, I just couldn't like you know my, my my echo sits all the way over there and i just couldn't imagine like talking to somebody on the phone like over here yeah or like on the couch or something right like, screaming and at my echo
1: to me i feel like these smart home devices are extensions of your phone yeah, yeah exactly so, i mean why would you
2: use it for what you have your phone for exactly
4: yeah
2: <laughs> well and the thing is here that i i i want to get is uh, people are getting all bent out of shape with this, but these same people will go with through their uh, their ISP, their internet service provider, like AT and get AT T's home security system, home automation system. Now, basically, they get cameras installed in their house, the ability to unlock, lock the doors, plus the Amazon Echo, plus you know all their like AT special crap. And it's like, dude, this isn't even a real security system. Like, it's not like ADT where it calls the police for you, stuff like that. Literally, you don't mind if somebody's spying on you if they're saying it under the guise of, well, just to keep your house safe and stuff like that, too. Like, what's the difference between having a Google Home that listens to you and your ISP's, you know, crap listening to you? I don't know.
0: Yeah, and, well, I mean, of course, everyone here at this table is a little bit more aware of, you know, ISP sniffing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, they're already... <laughs> so- I mean that's that's why I Get have a VPN. VPN, VPN folks. So. Yeah. That's exactly
2: it. That's exactly
0: it. do will have I- to pry my traffic from my cold dead hands. <laughs> but
1: yeah, with the whole issue here is it's a. a in strict security terms, since I'm in a security class this semester, <laughs> um, it's a, a breach of confidentiality is what
3: people are concerned about. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Well, it's, but by getting when you agree <laughs> that you're sending yeah. your voice data, <laughs> you signed the contract. Go, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cause I mean, I, 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 can't imagine like if you don't want that, then don't get the device. Like, right. Oh yeah. I no, don't I, see why you'd be that. mad that they're transmitting your voice when it's that's what it's meant to yeah, do. Right, I, know, yeah, so if, I, I completely if agree. If it's
1: doing what it's supposed to do, that's awesome. But people are scared it's doing extra things that it shouldn't.
2: Well, uh, who cares? <laughs> they, You know what, dude? You want to use this service. You don't get charged monthly for it. You don't. It's a free freaking service. Um, uh, th-
0: un- unless it's through your, 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 your home security provider. Oh, uh, well, then, you, <laughs> and then you're overpaying.
3: <laughs> yeah, loop
2: yeah, Lube up.
0: You're going for another ride.
3: <laughs> Man, no. And well, that's, that's, I mean... Exactly, they should care about it, but they should. I, w- I think what I'm getting at is, if you're that paranoid about it, then maybe you shouldn't have got one in the first place. <laughs> yes, but the, you in, shouldn't in, have done <laughs> that. They Those need to people remember probably and They long. need to
2: think that this is this is to help you. Sometimes. If they get mad about you know oh well my voice is going to their service well dude it's also for them to improve <laughs> their service it. well it's yeah. also to improve the service for, for them everyone, as man. also yeah as well as everyone else I mean that's how you know you're driving down the road and there's all this. You know, interference from the wind outside of the car, or maybe somebody else is talking in the car, and you need to go ahead and do navigate to so-and-so spot, so you hit that little voice command button, you're able to say that, and Google's able to, you know, pick out of all that things, which one's your voice, and actually figure out through all that jumbled mess, what you actually said pretty accurately, man. That's an
1: amazing feat of engineering,
2: dude.
0: Yeah. It is. mean, yeah.
2: trying to drive to uh, the bomb factory yesterday in Dallas, like, come on, man, that was, that was like...
0: You, you're picking up some bombs?
3: I'm kicking a bomb <laughs> yes now we're on a
2: watch list guys
0: <laughs> but
3: that's, Bombs that's like portugal the man am i right <laughs> damn oh.
0: <laughs> but you know talking about you know the 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 engineering feat around that that's something now i'm sure you know the google homes are you know similar too but like the the echoes that's one thing that i've i've always kind of given them credit for is they have like something like seven microphones on those things and it's actually really cool with like the, the led ring whenever you start talking to it like the blue part of the ring faces where yeah. it's where it uh, hears the voice coming the voice. from yeah yeah and so That's like you know neat. it it knows how to pick pick uh pick that out of you know all the noise in there because it will have the tv going and i'll scream at you know alexa over there and she'll figure it out uh, okay <laughs> okay <laughs> i said her name <laughs>
2: So speaking about uh, home automation, I, we, we talked about a little bit of the regular stuff. I was just kind of looking through here to see what what the latest innovation in home automation is here, and I came across PC Mag's little you know uh, gathering here. What do you guys think about uh, investing in like uh, the uh, the iRobot like cleaning robots that do the mopping, the sweeping, or like the lawn mowing robot? Yeah. Well, okay, as far as
3: like the car or you know vacuum cleaner ones i've heard nothing but bad things like everybody <laughs> i hear who has one it like shuts the door on itself and then <laughs> dies because it can't make it back to home to well, charge okay. like and, it's funny uh,
0: my, my my parents have one and so it's I, I think the way that they use it is it's not a substitute for actually you know real vacuuming yeah what like they have it actually running over their their ceramic tile floor and what it is is that they have two dogs that shed everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it just runs periodically and picks up, you know, loose hair that's, you know, lying around. And so that just kind of makes their, like, you know, their normal clean- cleanup duties a little bit less. Hmm. Um, but, I mean, I-, I guess you just have to kind of get it without, you know, the expectations. Like, oh, this will be my maid. This is going to, you know, take over all cleaning duties for me. <laughs>
2: I'll never have to right. mop again. But,
0: I mean, at the same time, going into going into it, you know, with that mindset, that's a really expensive... Uh, investment for for such a thing like that yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. like you know uh kara was really wanting one at one point but then she found out that she f- for some reason thought that it, it mopped the floor too and um <laughs> and then she found out you know, <laughs> there's a mop. separate robot for <laughs> <one. laughs>
2: <laughs> You gotta get the other one
3: and so yeah
2: the room that
1: would
3: almost be more inconvenient because you'd have to the fill Rimbaud. it up with water like every 10 minutes because that can't unless, have...
0: unless it's like a small steam mop you would still need water
3: well, I mean, just think like <laughs> it goes back to base and refills how, itself. How, how much? Uh, how much water could it even hold? Well, see, I see, mean. see. What you do
0: is you get a little reservoir win. on the front of it that you you fill up with with uh, <laughs> <I'm> with um, <laughs> fabuloso. Uh huh. And so then, as it's as it's you know roombaing around, it like you know it's spraying with the front part of it, and then like squeegeeing with the back.
2: That's how I think it works. But I was just, thinking, dude, <laughs> it's like, I just imagine this robot with like a big old tank on top of it, and it tries to go up underneath a table that's a little too low. And it just sprays up, <laughs> and then water goes everywhere. <laughs> we're f- like, just like
0: we're just like it's you know running around with like an actual mop. Like with the 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 mop part of it, just you know, swiping back <laughs> behind it, and yeah, it's like little oh, nine tails it's knocking
3: <laughs> shit over. It's like <laughs> it's making a muck. It's like all those videos where the eighteen wheelers like hit the bridge <laughs> that's too low for them to go. That's what I'm thinking. and Just water don't going down on
0: everything shorts out the robot. <laughs> well, because there actually is something that it, it hits in their house that it gets stuck under. Always, it I'm, try, I'm yeah, trying to think what it is, but like
3: it'll, it'll just get well, stuck. Well, and the other thing is, is they can't handle like little divots in the like it can't go like if, if there's, there's, too, there's, much a, yeah, if there's too much of a bump. Yeah, if there's too much of a bump, it gets stuck or it just can't go over that bump. Yeah. So
0: uh, I guess we're just not at a point where robots I mean, can clean the house We need something that actually yet. can walk yeah, around. <laughs> you know? what, 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 do y- what do y'all think about uh Teamy? that that link that i had posted the
2: new yeah well, and that's i'm you know everybody keeps talking about oh this is this will be the year that robots become you know commonplace people this will be the year this will be the year no, dude no, i no, think no. it's just
0: I, we're we're not there yet definitely still not there yet. There, there yet this teamy dude.
2: thing is not it's not anything new or special
0: i, I, I think it's an interesting concept though i
2: didn't though. actually see that um could somebody catch
0: it, me on it was it? like
3: a um robot tablet that it's yeah, so <laughs> also an Alexa. Yeah, it's
0: it's basically like a little <laughs> robot that roams around your house with like a tablet for a face. Oh. How do you spell it again? T uh, T E M I. Huh. Um, and it, it's so like it's a little bro- robot like that. It's actually got a shelf on its back. And it just kind of roams around and is connected to the... I op-
2: kind of think like how the 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 guy that works over at Cass IT. Yeah. You know how he works in art from Argentina. He telecommutes, but he rolls around on an iPad on wheels. Yeah. It's kind of like one of these. Wait, is that it's a real like thing? Yeah, yeah. They actually there's a guy oh. up at uh, the school. Um, he got to work remotely, and in order to work remotely and be able to like go check on like the servers or computers that are like getting imaged and stuff like that in the office, he basically like clocks in in the morning and he like yells for somebody to come unplug him from this like little robot stand, <laughs> 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 and then he'll start rolling around and like I, I remember working at MMS and uh, I'd go pick up a computer from him, and I just see this dude's face rolling around on top of this like <laughs> fucking peg. What, do, what oh
0: what do they call it? It's uh, like a little Segway looking thing. Something I could, presence
3: device. I don't remember. Well, anyways, my um my problems with that is a I have a two-story <laughs> house I'm living at. So the stairs just, automatically this, defeat. Oh man. It, it, just it automatically down just de- like
0: tumbling down the stairs. Pick a floor. It defeats
3: this robot cuz I spend most of my time upstairs. So You You try to go up the stairs. It's completely useless. Plus, I have carpet, so it's
0: like. Well, I mean, I don't don't think the carpet would be such a such a big of an issue, but I mean, all
3: the in the video, it's all hardwood floors, which you know makes me concerned because. I don't like hardwood floors. It's probably the best use case for I it. I know it's a lot easier to clean, but it is not soft on your feet and I like soft things on my feet. Buy house <laughs> shoes. Hey. I do um, have house shoes. Like my, my
0: my whole thing with it is like it, it's kind of an interesting concept but it doesn't seem like it has a whole ton of utility in your house. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what are you yeah. going to do with it? It's like, like like everything that I saw in the, the videos that they had, like, you know, they were just like, you know, yelling at it to do something else with another smart connected device and it was kind of like, rolling around well, you the only utility sort of thing was the the lazy mom in the kitchen <laughs> that just take- made some Take cookies. these
3: snacks to my kiddo she, she puts a damn bowl
0: of cookies on the back of the robot and <laughs> it rolls into the living room where the kids are watching tv with the bowl of cookies and the kids are like oh my god the robot brought us cookies. I mean, that's kind of dope. Dude, I mean... <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. i be I'd watching be... the video
2: right
1: now on the <laughs> yeah, laptop. Yeah, we're, we're
2: on their website, ch- kind of checking it out. Show me the sports update. <laughs> like, dude, you got like a 50-inch TV and a 50-inch <laughs> TV in front of you, and you want to look at it
0: my on My 85-inch TV is not big enough. I need it on this tiny six-inch tablet.
3: <laughs> Come back to me. Come, I mean, <laughs> not to show me this old person, but like, I really... <laughs> back in my day. I really don't see myself being that connected. Like, you know... I don't, I mean, as of right now, I don't use Siri because I don't know your views on it, Brad, but it's a piece of s***. It doesn't ever (laughs) work for anything you want it to I just don't
0: use it that much because I don't think about it. But I will tell you something. Ever since, you know, Evie was born... In the car. We we actually use voice um, commands a lot more than we used to. Oh, yeah. Uh, Having, you know, uh, having this hooked up with the lights and everything like that actually makes things a lot easier. Because when I'm... Walking around, like, like, here comes Kara with the baby. When she's walking around like that, it's 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 harder to, you know, activate the lights. Yeah. you, know, you go flip the switch or something like that. Well, but, I mean, you know, we can,
3: we can use the voice. That's nice. But any time I ask, like, hey, Siri, where's the nearest barbecue place? It's like, Google searching for Bar Bar Q. It's like, <laughs> that's not what I wanted. Like, I don't understand. I can't speak more clearly to these devices. And it just it just. It just does not work for me. <laughs> it, uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't understand your particular with, dialect. Yeah. <laughs>
2: the thing with... The, I feel like natural language processing and stuff like that... It's, it's, it's a just, hard
0: problem to solve.
2: Well, and the thing is, is that you can be... You can't be number one unless you're willing to let everybody play with your stuff, unless you're mm-hmm. willing to make your technology accessible enough to where everybody can use it and you can actually collect data that way. You have to have an Apple device or some other thing like that in order to use Siri. So they will always be behind, I feel like, compared to like Google, just because Google has it built in on their freaking webpage, for that matter. You can
3: use
1: yeah. Google, yeah, Voice that's it's, true. On there.
2: it's on Chromebooks, it's on
3: websites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's well, true. See, that's maybe that is my problem is that. What I'm using, look, looking at that newest press conference, it was what they're going, or the direction they were going, is it was much more of like texting with the Which AIS, which, which, which press
0: conference are you, are you referring the to? The one,
3: you? the recent one that they did. Uh, for, for which company? For, for Google. Google. For Google, okay, oh, gotcha. It was like any time you talk to it, it was or any time you interacted with Google Voice, it was like a text conversation, and it went back and forth Except with for real.
2: I mean, you can actually... It's <laughs> it's kind of funny. If you use Google Now or uh, Google Voice Assistant, yeah. you can actually... It, it looks like an actual texting page, and you can actually and, and text them. You can text to her you can, instead yeah. of speaking. That's what I right. like, and, actually. And that's
3: what I'm saying, is that it's, it's gathering more data that way to improve itself, versus Siri, it's just always wants to just google it just that's a just deep let me look thing. that up on the let web me look that. it's like that yeah. i asked how to get to austin not well here's, here's not google what austin is and now
0: here's here's part of the thing with, with, with siri which i agree that apple needs to do a lot more on its end to kind of like you know facilitate its growth but um something that they've done recently which i think kind of um needs to take off more with third-party developers is opening
3: oh no party foul! <laughs> is oh, opening, uh,
0: siri to you know third-party development brb
1: we have the first ever party foul here on beers at the round table. Oh look, at, no, not that cell. We've <sighs> lost a cold one. <laughs>
2: we
0: lost a cold one, boys.
2: Let's have
1: a five mm. seconds uh, of we'll, silence. We'll uh, say a quick
3: sermon. <laughs> uh, this cold one was, uh, you know, the October Octoberfest beer. I mean, it was a good beer. <laughs> it was wow, well nice. liked by its peers and well drinked Its its bright orange color brought autumn fever to. <laughs> All of those who laid who kn- eyes upon it. Who kn- yeah, who knew it well. Um, it had an unfortunate accident in which it uh, fell off the table. Um, but it, it will be sorely missed. Uh, what do you think, Joseph?
4: Oh,
1: I can tell you how many times I've seen that beer
3: just glistening in the glass. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's honestly going to be one of the most saddest things about it
1: wow, you'll never see its effervescence again it's yeah so i mean
3: just just the way it would actually fill the glass i mean the, the way is,
0: is that it hasn't destroyed any electronics
3: <laughs> the way it would go from like edge to edge and then slowly work its way up to the top of the glass that was simply amazing simply characteristic of this particular beer yeah <laughs> he can't, can't believe, believe be that he actually did that <laughs>
1: It's going to be okay. I think we can move on. In we'll time. we'll
3: have to move on. I mean, there will be that grieving period, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. As I was saying. As you were saying. So, they've opened
0: Oh, did I miss it? Yeah. It's,
3: fine. it's all right. How
0: d- okay. Dare you miss a spot, Brad? <laughs> All right, so um, they've opened Siri up to third-party developers, but more third-party developers need to kind of take advantage of it because you can use, you can like, you know, have Siri like interact with your app now and like, you know, pull data from it, well, and perform see, actions with it.
1: I'm curious that, about something. Go that ahead, is
3: something because I believe Google does already do that, and that was something I noticed when I was playing around with my Android phone versus my um, iPhone. Is that? Um, it's like hey I want to listen to a podcast if you say hey play this it tries to just look it up on the podcast app and it's like no I use overcast because I hate your app <laughs> and, then, and you know I hate your app well, well, and that's another thing is that Apple doesn't really like you
0: let you select the, your preferred app, right? Especially with web browsers, because it's like you know a lot of web browsers are getting better than Safari, right? I but mean, you, just look at Brave, yeah, Brave, Brave is awesome. Yeah, now. And you, but but you can't be like, hey, um, you know, just open this. Like a lot of apps have to manually
3: support being able to open different browsers. You right. can't just say this is my preferred browser. Yeah, yeah,
1: default browsers. Yeah,
3: I hadn't even thought of that because you know I think as we discussed in the. Uh, iphone episode you know i'm looking to upgrade and i don't know if i'm going to go with android or if i'm going to go with iphone and especially if this voice technology the more and more it actually becomes a part of our lives Mm -hmm. i'm going to be leaning towards the one that actually understands me
2: here's the thing that i like all right watch this i hold down one button and this is because google has a lot of my information yeah I, i give a lot of my information over to google And yeah, a lot of people would say, why would you do that? And stuff like that. Why would you do that, Zach? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But the thing is, is that it's for the convenience sake. So like, watch this. Google, how long will it take for me to get home? So, you know, like... Why does
0: it make that noise when it's done?
2: Oh, uh, because I just got a notification about something. <laughs> that was perfect what timing. What a good coincidence. <laughs> a wicked coincidence, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, like, you know... It- Content
1: strike by Nintendo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this podcast is not sponsored by Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, There like- are three Skull Coins on your way home.
2: I've, I I basically sent a bunch of texts out whenever I was driving down to Dallas yesterday because I just, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm very much against, you know, entering in text on my phone while driving. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, just in general, Google's app, or I mean, uh, Google's Assistant is, is, I think, pretty much built into almost every app. I can get mm-hmm. it to do almost anything that I want it to. like I And can this get is it to, a recent thing, like the google now or the google voice yeah it didn't used to be this good no it's it's kind of strange how it can reach into the app and actually like if i asked it to like go into spotify and start playing a song it can go in there and i don't believe that it requires any real input from the developers to do do that necessarily. I mean,
3: you would probably know the best. Like, Is there is the any interface? specific set of programming standards that they need for the Google Assistant? Not to
2: my knowledge,
3: but I haven't played very much with it, to be honest with you. I, I just, also don't know.
0: Well, at least on the Apple side, there's <laughs> quite a bit of developer interaction that has to go on to enable Siri What I stuff. do
1: know, I do know how they actually do their natural language processing, mm-hmm. um, which is through... Uh, machine learning which is something we talked about before and um it's pretty cool so i was actually going to ask brad um if you knew if they're doing that with siri if they're doing what uh, natural language processing with uh like machine learning
3: well because i mean didn't wasn't that one of their high points of the new phone is it's Right, good enough uh, to do machine learning. Yeah, now. Well, okay. That's so
1: specifically for their facial recognition, I believe.
3: Right,
0: right. But um, Apple's really big push for iOS 11, uh, the most recent uh, update that just came out. Um, their their really big push was uh, machine learning. Mm-hmm. Actually, um, they're they're getting all about it right now. They they have APIs to assist third party developers okay. with using machine learning in their apps. Cool. Um, you can provide it models to train on. Different things like that. So um, I would imagine that they've got to be using that with you know Siri. Yeah, I, it'd be kind of dumb if they weren't. Yeah,
1: because uh, <laughs> like Google, the way that I'm pretty sure they're doing it is they use word vectors or whatever, and they have their own machine learning like uh, I guess uh, architecture or whatever through TensorFlow, and it's it's pretty cool, dude. I'm I would be really surprised if Apple wasn't doing it.
2: Hey, uh, to answer back on your question about the whole uh, what you need to do to actually have apps run voice actions for you, Mm -hmm. there is actually an API set for more advanced stuff. But in all actuality, it's literally about four lines of code i mean just to hmm. sit there and be like hey if you receive a notification for this then this you know i mean it's
0: that sounds pretty nice but i don't know what the equivalent is on ios it could be as simple but I've, i'm not sure i've never really looked into it for I one w- of my apps
2: i wouldn't be surprised i mean it wouldn't be that much different from like whenever you're doing multi Wait, uh, care. multi-platform uh, <laughs> It wouldn't be much different from multi-platform <laughs> development where, you're like, you have, like, uh, touch interfaces and mouse click interfaces. And, you know, I mean, if it's one interface or another, I mean, you just you just program for that case, I guess. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But, yeah, that's cool. I like it. It's, it's, it's dope if you get to play around with it. And I'm, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there is um, a Google Voice Assistant app on iPhone.
3: Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> anything else? Um, I don't have anything uh, else. If anybody has, you know, something else to I, add, I
3: I did want to touch on, upon something. Um, it. a few weeks back when we did the microtransactions in video games and the rise of the uh, loot boxes, loot boxes, yeah. um, it has kind of hit an all-time high of people being pissed off about this <laughs> because <laughs> it's the it's new precious, yeah. Forza game, I believe it was, has features that are locked behind loot boxes. That was. In the previous version, just a standard way of oh, playing. yeah, and In which you can adjust sort of how much the car kind of drives itself. Hmm. Like, for example, if you're going around a curve, it will, like, drift for you. Yeah. Um, but then the more you control it, the more rewards you get. Well, now, in order to do that, you have to... Uh, I might be a little bit off on this just because I haven't done all the research. But you would have to get a loot box to get the chance of getting that specific type of cars way of play of like unlock of getting more rewards. That sounds stupid. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds really stupid. And I mean, one thing I want to clarify is a lot of people have been like um, saying loot boxes is gambling and, I personally do not believe it's gambling. Because not at all. Not at all. Gambling is you have a chance of just getting nothing. With this, you are you're paying for a chance of getting something, but no matter what, you will get something. It's and the ESRB and uh, the Peggy, which you know is the oh, yeah, European. The, the, yeah. Europe European Peggy twelve or yeah, whatever yeah. they do <laughs> the, the, uh, the
0: European uh, ESRB.
3: Yeah. Um. Basically, the ESRB said they don't believe it's gambling because if you look at stuff like. Trading card games and stuff like that. It is, it you always get something, and this is what it's mm-hmm. an equivalent to. Whereas uh, Peggy was, I guess, like, from a certain point of view, you can say, like well, that. I mean, okay, I mean, if you go and buy a pack of Yu Gi Oh cards, they there's a you're gonna get. You might open it up and get the rare card that you were looking for, or you might open it up and get. A bunch of cards you already same have thing goes it's the same for, thing for the loot boxes i
2: wonder if that's why those pop figures and other things that are similar those, collect- I mean, it, those collectible yeah, things are so popular it's a blind it box to people's, well and it feeds to people's natural are want they to a blind
3: gamble. box yeah. Uh, well, okay. Not not the pop ones, but there are other ones that are blind box. So,
2: yes. like, uh, I've got like this Marvel one that I got, and uh, they sell like, a lot of these at like uh, Spencers and Hot Topic and stuff like that. And it's like there's 24 characters that you can get, and you look on the back; it actually shows you your chances of getting a specific character. So, one out of 32 chance that you can get, you know, Negan from Walking Dead, or mm. you know,
3: and and see that that right there has been one of the biggest complaints is over in China legally they have to tell you the chances of getting a specific item in a loot box but over mm-hmm. in America we have no regulation on that yeah um and as <laughs> i was saying peggy they said that they cannot quali- they cannot define gambling so they would have to look at what a you know a third party like what the gambling association says about it and they the gambling association or whatever said it's not gambling so yeah. they're just <laughs> agreeing with them And so, yeah, that's a big thing is we have no, we have no chances. So we don't, I'm sorry. We, we do have chances. We do not know what the chances are. Yeah. So the
1: community could figure it out if they really, right. So, you know, that's what's been (laughs) happening. It's
3: like, I spent $200 on destiny silver to figure out the chances. So you don't have to, those are big videos on YouTube now, simply from the rise of these loot boxes. Yeah. Um,
2: it's creating its own subculture within gaming. Really. Right but at the, at the same time here's a flip side okay and this is this is the key it's just people are starting to it's not directly gameplay uh, affecting yet but people are starting to try to inch more towards that or uh, development uh developers and uh, publishers are kind of starting to move more towards that well but uh what i was going to say was like like for imagine uh, or for example uh what is it Rocket League, okay? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm a huge Rocket League fan. I play a lot of Rocket League, and I like to play competitively. And uh, whenever I get a loot box and stuff like that, and it requires me to buy a key, I purchase a key like that. Because, you know, for especially for games that are cheaper, you know, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. those games that are $20 and stuff like that, There's there's times whenever a loot box is completely aesthetic, and I want to support the developer, so I'll go ahead and I'll purchase that loot box item. I yeah. think if you keep it that way, and the same goes for, like, Team Fortress with their hat things oh, yeah. or whatever. Uh, Counter-Strike, right? That's another one where you well, buy you like Counter-Strike. I
3: soon. think what you're sort of getting at is that people are completely fine with loot boxes when all it is is an aesthetic change to the way you play the game. Right. What the Forza thing was specifically about, as well as, um, I want to also get into Shadow of War, is that you're paying to get something that would give you an edge over uh, other, other players, players hmm. of the game. And
1: here's the yeah, here's another good. thing too, a big I key. I think that's good.
2: Yeah. Well, and I the biggest thing more than anything else too is can you get the item even if you didn't buy the loot box. So like Rocket League, I can get every That's single item that I get into a loot box just mm-hmm. by random drops. Right. But really whenever you buy a loot box, it's not about the chance of getting a rare item. It's about the fact that I'm getting an extra item on top of however much I've already won from the match that I played before. Right. A lot of games try to go for this model. And what's happening is that you're starting to see games like Destiny, which offers these really badass emotes that you can't get any other way except for... You know, unless you buy it. I mean, if the content is locked unless you buy this extended crap, mm-hmm. you know, then I feel at that point it becomes unethical. Because you've already paid for the base game.
3: And see, and we had discussed about Shadow of War. Or um, it's single player, yeah. It's single so, player. And, well, it is single player up to a point, but you can be invaded while you're not playing. Yeah. And it's based off of the type of orcs that you've dominated. And the thing... They said was, hey, you can get in-game currency. I believe it's silver or pay for gold, and those mm-hmm. get you the same. I mean, of course, whatever a hundred gold is going to get you one loot box, whereas a thousand silver will get you one loot box, right? But you know, the question I proposed to all you guys was, if I use cheat engine to modify the amount of silver i had <laughs> is this ethical and well, I, sent you guys, it, right? I sent you guys a video of someone doing that and they could just buy an infinite amount of loot boxes to get the chance of getting that rare Rock or whatever they're called Oorok? Oorok. <laughs> yeah um to then basically when they're not playing they'd be able to siege other people's places and I don't. I don't know if this is cross-platform I mean, the way it works or anything. like ethical that. Ethical is
0: kind of a gray area yeah, there, I but I guess. It. If but it's you ethical, know,
3: it
1: depends on your ethics. But. Yeah, <laughs> I mean,
0: but it's just. I, I guess you can kind of say, you know, uh, God, who makes that now? Ubisoft. Uh, uh, Ubisoft
3: no, that, the and WB, Warner Brother games. No, it's, it's a. It's a WB game. Well, but they I did do it. They
0: should have gotten better at you know blocking stuff well, like but that.
3: The thing about it is the silver is a locally it's a local thing it's okay. not a if it's a local variable
0: then th- we we kind of touched on this a little bit if you're only touching you know your your local drive modifying your own bits
3: yeah i mean you the know, thing is you could uh, okay so the closest example was i was playing uh they need to do not, server validation on it not assassins creed mm-hmm. syndicate uh yeah. but the one before that the one that took place in France. Anyways, they have a thing called like, they have like four different currencies and one of them's like an H hmm. and it's lets you like hack and bypass some stuff. Yeah. I was able to edit it locally, but then when I try and go purchase the <laughs> actual stuff with it, like the boosts and stuff. Yeah. It, it says a server error because it knows I don't have 999,999 999, <laughs> of them because yeah. it just doesn't work that way. Well, right. Maybe, but maybe it you
1: did just put in too big of a number.
3: <laughs> <laughs> True, but it did work with any of the equipment that you could, or any of the things that was just like a local unlock, it yeah. worked. But when I actually tried to get the stuff you would have had to pay to get that type of currency to then unlock, right. it, it didn't work. Huh. That's pretty interesting. So, I mean, that is one thing where, you know, my assumption probably is then that the loot boxes are actually stored locally and they don't necessarily ping the server to get them in Shadow of War. So that means if you use Cheat Engine on your PC to get silver and buy it, go for it because they're not going to... Well. Stop I mean, you in that case. I say it's the fault of the developer because they should be doing you know validation should, yeah. on their side or mediation yeah. for sure. Well, all they call it, it. Yeah. Essentially, what it speaks to me, and you guys might have a different opinion, is that the only validation it's doing is when you pay to get gold. That's all it cares for, and it makes that number go higher.
4: Hmm.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah, that's. Ex- I mean that makes
2: sense, but I don't know. I, I, I think that there is starting to become a little bit of a problem where. Uh, People are trying to block portions or portions of the game off um, with these microtransaction loot box bullshit. Well, and the thi-
3: it's because they're looking at mobile, and in mobile, it was something like what is it, eighty percent of games that, or it's like fifty percent of the market is free to play games, or something like that. And then in that eighty per, or eighty percent of the profit comes from. Like point two five percent of just the whales uh, the, who spend all the stuff. money, yeah, or something like that. It's it's like this ridiculously small amount that spend thousands of dollars, yeah.
2: And that's that's cool. That's great. That's fine and all. But I mean, that's also a mobile game. Whereas you know, you're talking about a game that you paid sixty dollars for, and then you're gonna try to sit there and you know throw that on top of that too. Mm-hmm. I
3: mean, like and see, and my thing is, is I don't believe that it's actually the developers. I believe it is it's the publisher, publisher sure. yeah. someone in marketing who's like, hey, this is what they're doing to make money on the mobile front. Here's how we can make money in our game. I totally agree. Because I've totally I, I never heard an interview, you know, granted this is third hand, but I've never heard an interview with any developer that it's like, we tried to make a bad game. That has <laughs> never been, you know, they've always tried to make a good game. Yeah. And their focus has always been, it's always gameplay, mechanics, and just the way, you know, the graphics and how it feels. Like The publisher's yeah. got to figure out a way to make money off of it. You right. know, they're sitting yeah. in
2: there and they're meeting and they say, alright, cool, this is a great game. Now I want you to put this in here to actually generate more revenue. And it's right. Like, well, that, that that messes with some of the mechanics and fucking I mean, it. yeah, it just destroys it the
3: artistry <laughs> of actually making that yeah. game. It yeah. kind
1: of edges into the conversation we were having about the indie developers, you know? Yeah. They, they don't have
2: an overlord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So. that's exactly it that's exactly it but and then your trade-off is you know the resources that you have behind that yeah,
1: yeah. absolutely
0: yeah. all right well let's go ahead and start wrapping things up here uh, let's talk a little bit about our beer and uh, let's review it a little bit so uh to remind our uh, listeners we were uh drinking uh oktoberfest from um bells which is a Mar- uh, marzen style beer uh the traditional german style for the oktoberfest season so uh I Straight out of just... Comstock, <laughs>
2: freaking good. It was yeah? good. It All right, was good. Well, I'll start it. with you, Zach. Uh, I was just gonna say, man, that was a uh, that was good, Marsden. It really reminds me of Paulners. Um, I mean, you, you can't go wrong with it. I, I'm gonna also say though, uh, I haven't really ever been able to really taste any real difference between a lot of oktoberfest beers like yeah you know if you're talking about like polliners marzen or if you're talking about you know these guys or if you're talking about even shiners oktoberfest kind of deal they all kind of just taste the same to me and i think it might just be because they put that oktoberfest wrapper on there and then yeah. it's like oh it's an oktoberfest <laughs> beer but
0: yeah see like it wasn't really until i started really sitting down with them and you know trying to like taste the differences between them that i could really f- figure out oh this one's a little bit more biscuity this one's a little bit differently and it it's if 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 you're going to an Oktoberfest, who the hell cares? You're just going there to drink some beer, you know, yeah. eat, eat good some beer Eat good some, <laughs> yeah. some Wiener Schnitzel and some uh Wiener Schnitzel. <laughs> <Wienerschnitzel. laughs> some uh, sauerkraut and you know, just Ooh, have a good sauerkraut. time. Mm. But, uh, you know, when when we were getting to a point where we were trying to, like, you know, sit down, taste, and dissect beers, then I could really kind of get a little bit of a difference between the, the different breweries.
2: Yeah, and, and that's that's kind of the thing, too, is that um, this is just one of those beers that you can't just have at any point during the year. No, definitely. And, seasonal. Um, mm. It is truly it – is, it is the definition of a seasonal beer. And so, uh, I mean, for its rarity, it definitely increases how I feel about it. Um, but at the same time, I mean uh, – I, this is gonna. I don't want to. I don't want to talk down on it by any means, but I. I kind of feel like it tasted like a lager in a sense.
0: Well, it is a lager, so it is. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that shows so, my knowledge on that one. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, Your instincts are correct, sir. It was delicious. I enjoyed it a lot because I like loggers. So, out
0: of 10? seven, seven, solid seven. Yeah, nice, cool. Joseph.
1: Um, I'm gonna be a little bit more harsh on this. Well, <laughs> huh? Yeah, I know. Uh, Well, it didn't really, to me, it didn't stand out um, from some of the other beers we've had on the cast. Yeah. And um, it might just be because I actually haven't been tasting some Oktoberfest to compare it to what's out there right now. Yeah, this is actually my first
0: Oktoberfest of the season. Yes. Which is a little bit shameful for for, for all of us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But, like, comparing it just to the beers we've had, you know, on the cast, uh, this didn't really stand out too much to me. But, I mean, that being said, it wasn't bad. It was good. I liked it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give it a
0: 6.5. Not bad. Not bad. Solid.
3: All right, Scott. Yeah, I'm going to agree. Like, it just... I don't know what it's supposed to be. <laughs> is, is this your, like, first Oktoberfest, I suppose? Yeah, it is. But, I mean, it's not as good of a lager that I've had... Loggers that I've had. I mean, it is cool that it's orange, but the flavor <laughs> to me just... I, I mean it's it's a harsher than what i think i like um i think i
0: can see what you're saying
3: uh, okay so it's um here let me take a sip <laughs>
1: <laughs> i finished mine long ago yeah the it floor
0: the good. floor finished mine
3: <laughs> uh, it's just Rest um <laughs> i guess Restaurant maybe i like priority. it i would like it a little bit lighter feeling um yeah, I, like, bet,
1: I bet you want more biscuit. That's probably what. And it, is.
3: and it may be that where this is just, I guess it's it's more of the um, what is it called uh, the herb that you use hops. Yes, there's more <laughs> of a certain <laughs> sharp hop that I don't know. Maybe just doesn't agree with my taste. But I mean,
0: it could be, but even even then, Oktoberfest traditionally
3: kind of use mm, slightly more mild hops. Slightly, really. Hmm. I don't know. It's, I don't know. There's just something that I'm not, I'm not agreeing with, but it does feel like festive. Like when I look at this beer, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it's fall. It's <laughs> ready to drink something like this, yeah. you know? especially on a day like today, whenever
2: it's already dropped off and
3: yeah, down. yeah, this is a, like, yeah, The beginning of yeah. Texas fall. You guys yeah,
0: so,
1: like aren't here in Texas and the northern <laughs> part of Texas. It's beautiful it, it's, right now.
3: It's now finally seventy-four degrees outside. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I mean, I I love the atmosphere it presents. I just. For some reason do not like it as much so i'm only going to give it a six Under, understandable
0: yeah um so you know it's definitely a, a fest beer um oktoberfest as far as
3: loggers go is definitely a heavier mm-hmm. beer well I, my score would probably change once i have more of these and yeah. i can actually compare but definitely. being my first one i just have no frame of reference definitely
0: um and it's really interesting because you know Oktoberfest is a little bit heavier beer, and Oktoberfest is always really interesting because you know people go out there, uh, you know they'll go out there because oh it's a, it's a it's a festival we we just you know drink beer that's that's what we do at Oktoberfest and they will right. overdrink, right? And because Oktoberfest beers tend to be heavier, they also tend to range, um, I'd say six to seven percent. Range, mm-hmm. so they get yeah, lot you know, because like, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, you know, a big proponent of people that go to Oktoberfest are the people that are you know
3: pounding Bud Light. Oh, yeah, um yeah. yeah. So this, I one. went to a concert recently, and there's these like frat boys behind me, and they're like, "Yeah, I drank like three Bud Lights last night." I'm just like, <laughs> "Talk to me when you're like drinking oh, three margaritas."
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs> so, you know, uh, so so you know, those people will you know uh, drink. Uh, Oktoberfest, not realizing the the strength that comes with it, and they'll overdrink. And, and it's really interesting because, um, like, you know, true Oktoberfest in Germany, um, uh, I forget the city where, like, you know, the, the Munich, true, uh, Munich, where the, where the true official one happens. You get a lot of Americans that go there and, uh, overdrink yeah and um, there's you, you can go online and kind of find albums of this but I think they have like uh, something in, over in that area called recovery hill or something like that they pee <laughs> all
2: down the hill man and it's, and it's all people people that him. you know pass out
0: on the hill you know puking like their brains out you know peeing everywhere and it's just it's it's man oktoberfest is, is interesting <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: so I'm looking at the bottle here. It looks like this one was about 5.5%. Uh, not too bad. Yeah, not too bad. Um, it got that some other facts on here. It doesn't. Um, it does say I mean, the shelf life is three months, and it was packaged on 818, so we're in the in the shelf life period, so that's good. Yeah,
0: and Oktoberfest <laughs> is actually kind of interesting, and it kind of goes with um, loggers in general. Loggers tend to age a little bit longer before they're released. Um What they traditionally did with um, Oktoberfest beers back, um, I guess, in olden days uh, is that they would, you know, they brew it and they'd either bury it or stick it in deep cave somewhere. For temperature Mm. control.
2: Exactly. Mm. Yeah.
0: And they could stick it there for a few months until uh, the fall time. They'd brew it in spring and then, you know, dig it back up in in the fall time and drink it.
2: I may not know that this was. I may not have known that this was basically a logger, but I do know how a logger is made. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but uh, as far as my thoughts on it, it, it was it was a decent Oktoberfest as, as they go. Uh, Let's hear I'd some numbers, brother. Probably stick around a seven out of ten. Ooh, there nice. we go. There yeah. you go. Um, I've definitely had better Oktoberfests. I feel like, but um, I mean, this this one was pretty good. Uh, this is actually a brewery, Bell's. That um, trying to think. They're mm-hmm. in Michigan. Yeah, they're from Michigan, but they've only been authorized to distribute to Texas yeah, less than a year. Stock. Really? Wait, yeah.
2: so why? Why?
0: Texas has stupid laws when it comes to alcohol. Uh, 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 yeah, and, they have a lot of laws of course. when it comes yeah. to. Alcohol. Uh, I mean, and and so you have to you have to go through a, a special process to be able to distribute to Texas if you're out of state. Oh, there we go. Uh and so for some more indie craft beer breweries, it's harder to get to Texas. Yeah. and so this particular one just recently got to texas so um we've had this one uh i think when y'all have come to my house before for like a barbecue or something we've had their two hearted ale Mm -hmm. uh, which is their pale ale and it's pretty good oh yeah but um yeah i mean it was was a decent beer and i wouldn't i wouldn't you know throw it out the window (laughs) um uh, i definitely drink it so i dug it i liked it yeah so uh yeah (laughs) <laughs> um, that's our podcast yeah that's our podcast um, our, our beer, bearded monk yeah our beer, you know it comes from the bearded monk which uh, we, we, we adore them so they just had their two year anniversary this weekend they did put in that I big old shotgun yeah I didn't get to go
2: <laughs> I did not either I didn't either man Shamefully. it's a shame hey, it really is
1: I think we were all, all busy though some
2: I think what we should try to do, though, is we, we'd like to go ahead and look into trying to do a podcast actually there. Yeah, we want Stabby.
0: to do a live podcast at the Bearded Monks. That'd be, that'd be kind of interesting. Maybe we can get that set up sometime. Uh, but uh, if you don't know, you know they do their their free Beer Friday show, uh, com Every Friday they bring in a different brewer from a different brewery or just somebody related to the craft beer market, you know, talk to them a little bit, kind of interview them. Then they go back over to the bearded monk, big old shotgun. If Bobby was here, in. he would say, put your foot in <laughs> because that's what you do when you shotgun at the bearded monk. But, uh, other than that, we want to thank everybody for joining us this week. Um, be sure to check us out. Beer, the beers of the Facebook, uh, iTunes, Instagram, overcast, overcast stitcher. stitcher, stitcher, tune in. Yeah. Am I forgetting any? This is always no, the hardest part of the podcast. The, you're good. <laughs> you All print right. Out a, print out a list. <laughs> <laughs> Something like a
2: little teleprompter over there that I can just read. Exactly. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> and be sure to check out with us uh, next week for our uh, back bar. We haven't decided who's going to be doing it yet this next I week. I think
3: Bobby wants to take it. So. All right.
2: All right. So yeah. be sure to join us. Yeah.
3: And, uh, you know, uh,
0: be sure to crack a cold one with uh, your boys.